0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
1: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin.
2: And I'm David Gurra. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Ah, uh, it's been a fun fest of two hours. We got one more to go. Every day's the Super Bowl. Finish up strong, danets fritzy has got uh, Olympic gear on. That I looks, do. That looks like, hmm, which Olympics did I come back from? It's either Vancouver or Sochi that I brought you that uh, hockey sweater.
0: I'm not sure, but I love it and I was looking for something USA related. I don't know if you guys are gonna be happy about this or sad, but you know that American flag shirt that I have has kind of like a Garth Brooks kind of look. Yeah. I was looking to wear that today it was my first choice and it is missing. I don't know if it got lost in the dry cleaners or mm. my wife threw it out, but she denies that she uh, threw it out. But um that is uh missing, but uh I like that. Sporting the yeah, team USA like hockey.
5: It. Summer Olympics, but you're wearing winter Olympics. I'm wearing here. winter Olympics. It's okay. That's all right. Now that summer's in full swing, um uh, you know, we got get ready for the Olympics coming up tonight from Tokyo. The uh, big moments from the games, you can see those. They'll stream on Peacock and uh, you can get live coverage, original series, daily highlights, replays and more. Go to PeacockTV.com slash Olympics to get started. Say good morning to Peacock, streams this show and also our radio affiliates around the country. I've been naming some of the cities that uh, carry this program, nearly 400 cities, Tempe, Arizona, KDUS, 1060, Extra Sports Radio, 1300 Colorado Springs, and WQSCAM 1340 in Charleston, South Carolina. Thank you for your support. Coming up, more on Texas and Oklahoma making the move to the SEC. There is a time frame probably going to be announced within a week. We'll also have Brady Quinn on. He's the uh, former Notre Dame quarterback. And Fox College football analyst, what's he make of all of these moves right now? Is there a bigger play for some of these other schools? And could we see maybe uh, something that's similar to the NFL, where you have the top 40 schools and uh, they're going to be able to play almost like an NFL-type schedule, season? Probably take a couple of years to get there, but we'll talk to Brady Quinn. He'll join us. Coming up here in a moment. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Now that uh, the Olympics are here, I want to offer a public service announcement. Whatever you do, don't be the guy who pretends to know everything about the sport that you've only watched every four years. Okay? Resist the urge to say, oh, she really nailed that landing during gymnastics. Okay? Don't pretend to understand what offsides means in team handball. Don't point out there was no splash, so it must have been a great dive. You're no Greg Louganis, all right? You don't know what a 10 is. And if you have any thoughts about equestrian, uh, canoe slalom, rhythmic gymnastics, keep it to yourself, all right? We will listen to the sports experts Uh, football, basketball, hockey, those are the sports, baseball, we know those. But the Olympics time to enjoy the novelty of sports that we don't know and we will leave behind in a couple of weeks. Leave the real analysis to the real experts. The unusual events sometimes the most fun, but don't overthink it. There is always that guy who will talk about one of these sports that's so random, but he only knows what he knows because he watched it that night or the night before. And then you talk to him the next day, and then he wants to tell you about synchronized swimming. Like, slow your roll. All right, we'll get to more phone calls coming up. Poll question... And then we'll get to our next guest, Todd. Huh?
0: If you could win a gold in a niche sport, here's what we've got. Niche. niche. Archery. Paul, would be happy about that. Leads with 28%. Judo at 20%. And then badminton water polo, battling it out for third at 12%. All
5: right. Kirk Bowles is on vacation, but that doesn't stop him from working. He is a sports columnist for the Austin American Statesman co-host of on second thought his podcast he tweeted out the following today prominent big 12 source tells the american statesman that the texas oklahoma move to the sec is almost done quote they've been working on this for a minimum of six months and the texas a&m leadership was left out of the discussions and wasn't told about it move could become official in a week kirk kind enough to join us on vacation from minnesota Kirk, when did you start to get the feeling that this was real?
3: Well, actually, Dan, I go back to a week ago, last Friday, I had a tip from uh, an SEC source that this would maybe in the works, and I was trying to nail it down before vacation. I wasn't able to do that, in part, Dan, because uh, when I talked to the Oklahoma AD, Joe Castiglione owned. He kind of poo-pooed the whole thing to me. He said, oh, you know, there's so many rumors out in the summer. <laughs> Go on your vacation. No problem. And uh, the Texas president, I talked to him, too, on last Friday. And he kind of said, you know, there's so many rumors out there. I can't, I can't talk about all of them. So kind of went on the back burner. But it's sure heated up, that's for sure. Where are we today? Where are we today? We are on a runaway train, then. Uh You know, Sarkisian's uh, motto is uh, "all gas, no brakes," and I'm not sure there are any brakes on on this story <laughs> either. And just kind of kind of riding an angry rhinoceros or something. A lot of pissed off people, I'll say that then.
5: Well, you do mention in the uh, in the tweet that Texas A and M wasn't even consulted on this. How how is that possible? That uh, well, okay, should they? Did they have to consult A and M on Texas and Oklahoma leaving?
3: Well, I'll put it this way. You know, uh, every league says, okay, 14 team members in the SEC, and they're all equal partners. The problem with that is some are more equal than others, as you know, Dan. <laughs> and, and I don't think uh, A&M's equalness uh, kind of equates to some of the other ones. And quite frankly, A&M has been very out front. They want to kill this whole thing. They want to quash it. You know, they're in the SEC for a reason. They wanted to. Get out from under Texas shadow. So, you know, this this is their worst nightmare right now, I think. And so I think they're moving heaven and earth to try to stop this at the last minute. But I just don't like their chances.
5: Okay, explain the game plan. I had mentioned if I'm Oklahoma, I could stay Oklahoma in the Big 12 and I'm guaranteed a playoff spot every single year. Uh, yes, you know Texas. You're being dominated in the Big Twelve. You know how do you like your chances in the SEC? So I'm just that's from you know a million miles away applying logic to this. Uh, take that apart. Why is Oklahoma joining the SEC?
3: Hey, don't let logic get in the way of money. Okay, <laughs> okay. You know, we know we know what the driving force behind college athletics is, and all you got to do is look at the last you know few changes with the uh, transfer portal and name, image, and likeness, and immediate eligibility. And and so, you know, I'm not going to say this is an out-and-out money grab, but they would get so much more money. They would get so much more prestige. It is the premier conference. We all know that. Uh, There's no denying that. And as much as anything, Dan, I think it's a lot has to do with football scheduling. And even though Texas has – I mean, they've got series home and home with Alabama, Georgia, Florida – between now and uh twenty thirty one. But the problem is the Big Twelve you don't have the T V draw or the ticket draw mm-hmm. that you do in the SEC. You know, they can look at A and M and A and M every other year has A Alabama, L S U coming in, Auburn and here comes a Florida and Georgia. Texas is trying to sell tickets to you no know, disrespect, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, and those teams just don't move the needle, like SEC teams. So I think that's as big a function of this. And, you know, they're remodeling the south end zone at Royal Memorial Stadium. That'll be ready for the Louisiana game on September 4th. And they're building a brand-new basketball center, Moody Center, that will be uh, ready in, you know, like a year and a half.
5: What happens to the Big 12?
3: Bye-bye. I mean, I just – I don't see how they compete. I mean, you know, they made $34.5 million in a COVID year. That was their share of TV revenue. You know, while SEC is looking at 45000000 million, I've heard it might grow to $60 if a year per school if Texas and Oklahoma join. But, you know, if I were them, I'd throw out the life raft and knock on the Pac-12's door and see if the Big Ten's interested But or the ACC. But, you know, so many of them were going to be left behind when we went through this last wave of expansion and Texas and Oklahoma and others flirted with the Pac-12 right to the 11th hour. So, but I think they're looking for any life raft uh, in the ocean they can find. And I would be putting out feeders to Houston and SMU, Cincinnati, UCF, maybe BYU and Boise State even. So it, it kind of becomes every man for himself I when just, you get down to it.
5: I just wonder if we're headed towards maybe four divisions, 10 teams, 12 teams, and you just make it like the NFL model. And, you now there's – You're going to have great matchups every week, week in and week out. You can have uh, 12, 14, 16 playoff teams like the NFL does. Do you think we're headed in that direction at some point, Kirk?
3: It wouldn't surprise me. I was pretty much blindsided when, you know, they started talking about going to 12-team playoff. You know, we've all been crying to go to six and, and at least eight, and then all of a sudden, boom, let's go to 12. You know, and then when does 12 become 24? So, you know, it's kind of the... Uh, professionalization of college athletics, if you will. When you see a Bryce Young maybe making a million dollars off NIL endorsements, I mean, this is not your granddad's you know college football game anymore. And it just gets more and more big time, and the dollars just get bigger and bigger, and everybody wants their share. Nobody wants to be left behind. So that would not surprise me at all, Dan.
5: You guys wanted Nick Saban at Texas a few years back. <laughs> well, you get him, but he's just going to be the visiting <laughs> coach there.
3: They take, they'll take Nick Saban Part 2 in Sarkeesian, and uh, <laughs> I like to have Nick here every other year. That would be fun, too. Uh,
5: enjoy your vacation. Great job, as always. Thanks for joining us, Kirk.
3: Anytime, Dan. Take care.
5: And that's Kirk Bowles. He is the columnist for the American uh, Austin American Statesman. Uh, he's funny. Put some good lines in there. It's a great sport to cover. It's even greater now going into the SEC. Yeah, I don't know where we're headed but it just—it's—it's it's going so fast. Now it used to go really slow, and then it would occasionally speed up, and then there would be speed bumps. Now they're speeding up again, and then what happens to if you're in the Big Twelve today, if you're Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, what do you do? I'd have a conference call and just say uh, hello. Any ideas, anybody? If not, you don't even get on the conference call. You're on a conference call with another conference, not somebody in the Big Twelve. Yes, Seaton.
6: Listening to Kirk speak there, and you know he's talking about, well, if you're the Big Twelve now, you have to reach out, and grab like a UCF or a Boise
5: State or like any name relevant name in college football just to help save the conference.
7: It makes me think that like the that old way of doing it with all these conferences is
5: just doesn't work in a modern world like the world used to be a really big place and now it's shrunken quite a bit it's not nearly as big as it used to be and there needs to be a new way to do this yeah college football just got a little smaller yeah paul
6: if you were a team i'm gonna throw it out there north dakota state bison you know they've been dominating one double a fcs for more than a decade 15 years they've I, i think they've been asked to join the big 12 before they could you know i'm sure they could do it now nope wouldn't do it would you stay yes yeah because
5: they've made a name for themselves. It's like Mountain Union. Not that Mountain Union in Division Three was going to be able to move up, but you're a champion. I don't care what championship, you are a champion. And North Dakota State has an unbelievable brand by winning championships. Uh, let's see, a couple of phone calls here. Uh, Lucas in Texas. Hey, Luke, thanks for holding. Hey, DP, how you doing? Good, bud good hey two quick hits football and uh an
7: olympics based poll question for you guys but uh yeah with all this stuff about UT and OU uh, i graduated from A&M a few years ago uh love that and man it's it's rough all i can say to the sec is uh be careful what you wish for that ut is Think, just think of the highest maintenance relationship you will ever have. And believe me, believe me, wherever they come in, they already think that they are beyond that conference, that idea. They, they see themselves as Notre Dame, and that's about it. I mean, that's really it. Okay. Uh, but, hey, I've got I've got an attempt at a poll question since, uh, you know, your resident Bucs fan is out, out of town. Uh, I just want to – I had this thought. If you could go back to 20-year-old – You, you know, you at 20 years old with your life, your experience and everything, you get a choice of two things. Which one would you take? You could be a pro in the sport of your choice for two seasons. You get two seasons as a pro athlete in any sport that you choose or without ever having to try, you know, without ever having to go to the gym, eat, work out, all that you could get out of bed and look like an Olympian, have, a, have the physique and uh, fitness of an Olympian for three decades. For your prime years, you look your best. What do you think? <laughs> and uh, I'll just end, Happy Meat Friday, and I never thought I'd say this, but suck it, Icelandic back row. Wow. Thank
5: you, Lucas.
6: Yes, Paul. So I could pitch for the Cubs for two years, and that's it. And, yeah. I lo- and I look like me. Yeah. Or I could have the physique of Michael Phelps basically for a generation. Like twenty-five years.
5: Well, how about this? You could be Brady Quinn, and you could play a couple of seasons for the Cleveland Browns. He got both. Or you could just be Brady Quinn. <laughs> you could look like Brady Quinn when he wakes up every day.
6: Whatever that second thing you said, <laughs> look like Brady Quinn. I'll sign up for that.
5: Right. Yeah. Yes, Ed. Some of us have achieved that physique whoa, for thirty plus okay. years. Yeah. And some of us I, haven't. So, <laughs> yes, Todd. <laughs>
0: I will definitely take Brady Quinn without a doubt. I don't care if he won a couple of uh, NFL MVPs. I'm going to go with a generation. But
5: over. you could be the Broncos quarterback for two years.
0: And what, do we know what how well we do? Is it like you, are you guaranteed to win a championship? No, right no, no, no.
5: You're just going to be the quarterback. You're going to go. You're going to be a typical Bronco team. You'll be two games under 500. It might be two awful
6: years, though. Like, you don't want it to be like, oh, God, remember the Todd Fritz era? Like, all right, well, we just skip over that.
0: Not making the ring of uh, honor. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I'll be a Bronco fan. I'll put my horse head on, and I will take the uh, physique and okay. the looks over there.
5: Right. Oh, we have such pressing questions on this show. We really do. Uh, Craig in Wisconsin, Then we'll take a break. Hey, Craig. Fritzy, 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 Todd, 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 I like
7: tomatoes. Todd likes tomatoes. Hey, listeners need to know Aaron Rodgers still likes baby powder on his bare bottom.
5: And his new girlfriend told me. Thank you, Craig. You thank, like- thank you, Craig. Now we're good. We got it. What happened there? What was that about? Uh, no, he had called before a couple of weeks ago that Aaron Rodgers likes baby powder on his bottom. Did he sing that song, too? I, no, he didn't do the song. Fritzy Let's, and t- Fresh crushed tomatoes? tomatoes. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Uh, Is
0: that complimentary? I don't know what, what to make of that song.
5: Uh, I'm going to say yes, so you're not thinking about the entire weekend. No, because
0: they throw tomatoes at you when you bomb, when you're doing like stand-up, oh, when they used to back in the day, so I don't know if that was a shock.
5: How about we take a break? The aforementioned Brady Quinn will join us. Talk to him not only about college football, but what's going on in the NFL with uh, COVID protocol here and vaccinations. It's 17 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Are you tired of being tired mentally, physically? The truth is that's not normal to be tired all the time. And uh, that's why you need to try M drive, boost and burn. The letter M drive, boost and burn daily supplement gives you energy. And uh, you stay driven. You feel your best. Clinically tested ingredients. M-Drive boost and burn. Helps you build lean muscle. Burn body fat. Stay at the top of your game no matter what your age is. M-Drive boost and burn. You can find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Or go to mdrivedan.com. You get free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose except for some LBs. Join the community of us driven guys who aren't ready to slow down. You can fight back against the clock. M-Drive Boost and Burn, boost energy, burn fat. Go to mdrivedan.com and try M-Drive Boost and Burn for yourself. Go to the website mdrivedan.com or you'll find it at Walgreens Rite Aid and vitamin shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app. At FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
8: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
5: Real wood-fired flavor. Set it, forget it. Convenience. Traeger offers perfect way to cook all summer long. Grab one at your local dealer. Visit traegergrills.com dp show to learn more. Before we get to Brady Quinn, Ian Rappaport with a tweet. And it's not good for Green Bay Packer fans. Ian Rappaport is reporting. Devontae Adams and the Packers have broken off talks for a long-term contract. Does he add any other flavor to that? You got anything there, Paulie?
6: Yeah, he says, uh, there are no current plans to resume them. The two sides have been negotiating for a month, but they are now in a bad place, Ooh. sources say. Ooh. And he goes on to say, uh, the Packers and Devontae Adams reps worked hard behind the scenes to get a deal done this offseason. The proposal has not been acknowledged by Adams as the highest paid wide receiver, etc., etc. He said, now talks are off just days before camp.
5: And you might need him even more if you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers because if Jordan Love is out there, he needs a go-to guy. And if all of a sudden Devontae Adams doesn't want to be out there because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be out there, good luck to Jordan Love. Good luck. Let's bring in Brady Quinn, the Fox College football analyst, former NFL Notre Dame quarterback. Let me start with that topic. What do you make of this whole situation and what's the end game in Green Bay, Brady? Brady?
4: Well, in regards to Devontae Adams, I mean, I think they'll eventually get a deal done with him. Uh, He's too good of a player to let go, and for the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, I I went through in the NFL. You know, I remember having guys like Braylon Edwards and Kellen Winslow who had come off Pro Bowl seasons, and then they were traded away. And then how you have to start over as a young quarterback in the league and trying to get younger guys up to speed – it's it's a, it's hard to do. I mean, it's hard enough to do your job at a young age, or if you're in Jordan Lo, in Jordan Love's shoes in this case, let alone try to get other younger guys to step up into that role. So um, I think eventually they'll find a way of getting something done to, with Devonta Adams. But as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, I mean, look, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I, I still believe he'll come back and play. I think he loves football too much, and I don't think he wants to, to sit out a year and let the Packers see what the future looks like. Uh, but there's no doubt, and obviously his, his time in Green Bay is, is coming to an end, if, if not relatively soon after the season.
5: I had mentioned that I think the impact of Tom Brady going to Tampa cannot be overstated because now you have a lot of quarterbacks who look at that situation and go, why can't I have a seat at the table? Why can't I help pick the roster? Why can't I be in there with everybody else making decisions there? Even helping with uh, draft picks, or at least they bounce things off you. I think that's where Russell Wilson was so frustrated. Deshaun Watson wanted out of uh, Texas because he, you know, the Texans because he didn't get a chance to have a say in who was going to be his coach. I just, and now Aaron Rodgers, and there's a report that Aaron Rodgers wants to have a similar path that Tom Brady had and maybe he gets out of his contract earlier with Green Bay. I I mean, these quarterbacks I, want to be heard.
4: Well, and I think they're being compensated to a point now where, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers' experience being a minority owner within the Milwaukee Bucks probably shed some light on how another professional league does it. And when you look at mm-hmm. now the fact that the Bucks are the defending champs, the way they built around Giannis and I know there's a lot of talk and Concern was Drew Holiday going to be enough? Well, they, or they were they going to be able to do it? uh In the end, you know, they did, and I think him being a minority owner probably shed some light on how that league operates, how that organization operates, and he's scratched his head going, "Hold on a second, I'm the league MVP, and and you guys can't bring me in on some of these decisions." Because I mean, if you think about it too in basketball. You can have a superstar who can be isolated or do what Giannis did in the NBA finals and absolutely dominate and take over. As a quarterback, I mean, they should be getting your opinion on what you think of some guys they're thinking about bringing in because it impacts your ability to execute and do your job more so than any other player on the field or in any other sport. And so it actually makes a lot of sense. And when you factor in how much you're compensating quarterbacks – yeah, they, they, they should play a role probably in some of these decisions. I'm not saying they're ultimately making the decision in the end because I don't know if that's a good principle to set for any organization, any company, but at the end of the day, they're a huge influence and, and their ability you know, and their output is going to be greatly impacted by whoever they bring in.
5: Now, you played the position, played at Notre Dame, played in the NFL, but if you were going to describe Aaron Rodgers on the field, like, how would you if somebody didn't see Aaron Rodgers and you're going to tell them about the greatness of Aaron Rodgers? How would you describe that?
4: As far as a player,
5: his demeanor, just playing I mean, ability. Well, quarterback ability, whatever comes under that I umbrella.
4: Mean, quarterback ability. I would say he makes the game look so easy. I mean, I, I, I really, I feel like when you watch quarterbacks play. um some, some when they make it look as easy as he does, and obviously the Tom Brady's, the Patrick Mahomes fall in that category, it's almost like he's an artist. Like the way he goes around and plays the position. He makes it look easy. He makes ridiculously hard throws look easy. <laughs> and, and, and even the small things, like how he navigates the pocket and buys time. Like he's not the most athletic guy, but he's sudden enough. And, and he knows how to move... Subtly, just enough to be able to make a guy miss or make a rusher kind of commit inside and then he kind of rolls out around him. I mean, he just he, – he really is an artist with the way he plays the position. It's, it's, it's hard to really put that into words because between his arm talent, that's one thing, but then it's just the way he moves and the way he sees the field and manipulates the defense. Um, that, that's the fun part about watching him for me is he many times knows where he's already going with the football. Then it's just a game of how he's going to manipulate everyone else to do what he wants to do. Uh, And and really, he's out there playing chess, not checkers.
5: You can catch Brady Quinn along with uh, Bob Stoops, Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart, and Rob Stone. The uh, big noon kickoff Saturdays this fall at 10 a.m. Eastern on Fox. Speaking of college football, looks like it's not if, but when. It's going to be Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. The announcement could come as early as next week. What do you make of this move for the SEC and the Big Twelve?
4: Well I think it's it's huge for the SEC. But I don't even know so much if it's about the SEC more more than it's about Texas and Oklahoma doing what they feel like is in their best interest moving forward. And when I say that I mean from a monetary standpoint, right? I, I think we you know everyone went through last year, I, I think pretty much every school ran a deficit and they're probably now looking forward and saying we have to look out for our own best interests. We, we can't worry about the conference we're in. We need to move to a place where we feel like we're going to be able to generate the most revenue. And to the best of my knowledge, the SEC TV contracts can generate the most revenue. So that revenue share uh, would be greater than anywhere else. It makes a little bit of sense from a you know, geography standpoint that that would be the conference that they would join I think if you look at the overall culture in the Southeast and just, you know, the, the you know football, the way it's played from high school up, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense for the type of kids they're recruiting and everything else. So I, I just, I think it, if they're going to make that move, that's the, that's the conference you want to be a part of. But I, this stuff has been, has been in the works for a while. I, I think a lot of people have talked about the whole idea of four super conferences or whatever else. Who knows what what it's going to be? It, it it could be look more like the NFL. Maybe it's only two conferences. When it's all said and done, I just think with so much change that we saw last year, and how conferences and schools adjusted to COVID, I think they both kind of took this opportunity to say, "All right, you know, if we're if we're going to look into the future what this landscape might look like." let's go to the place where we feel like we can capitalize off the most of our players can probably capitalize off the most of NIL IL. Cause one thing we haven't talked about is, you know how these players are going to potentially be able to get a piece of the TV money. Cause that's still kind of up in the air. And if, again, if that TV contracts, the biggest, that's only going to help you too. in the way you go about recruiting kids, you know, if your pitch is, come to the place where you feel like you're going to have the best opportunity to earn the most in NIL or build your brand under our brand or co-brand with Texas and Oklahoma. So, you know, obviously it's good for the SEC. It's good for probably both those two schools, but it's going to hurt the Big 12. And I'm not really sure what's going to be left of the Big 12 if those two schools leave.
5: Yeah, I don't know how they can continue to exist. And it feels like it's every school for themselves right now. But well, I was wondering with name, image, and likeness, you going to Notre Dame, would would it have it have impacted your decision if somebody said you can make a million dollars come be the quarterback at Alabama as opposed to going to Notre Dame?
4: And you know, someone asked me that question last night at the Big Ten Media Day and it's, it's so hard to answer that because I think the easy answer is yes. But I'd like to think that I wouldn't make a short-term decision um, that would ultimately impact, impact my future. Now, granted, if you're talking about Alabama right now, as dominant as they are and everything else, yeah, because you want to go play, you want to go win a national championship. And if there's going to be a lot of extra money that comes alongside that, so be it. Um, but I, I do, like, I, I'm one of those people where I came back, I wanted to graduate, I wanted to get my degree, that was important to me. That would definitely play a factor in all of it. Because uh, I do think if you're purely making about what you can generate at NIL, um, then you're probably focused on the wrong thing. And I, and I know that sounds probably hypocritical because of what I just said, but the reality is it's great if you can, you can earn a million bucks. Cause one, one of the side conversations from that was, well, how motivated is that player going to be once they get a million dollars? Are they going to feel like they're a paid man? Are they going to feel like they don't need to? I mean, my personal belief is, you know, once, once you get a million dollars, you want to have two. Once you have two, you want four. Once you have four, you want eight. Like, that's kind of how it works. And so I, I tend to believe people tend to be more motivated when they're, they're paid a good amount of money. I just think the sticky situation becomes, you know, between practice and then NIL responsibilities for marketing and so forth, where does school, school even come into factor? Like, where does it come into play? Like, if I've got a, a marketing appearance where I'm going to go make $100,000 that I'm going to do, do the shoot, or if I'm going to go to my economics class, I mean, you, you, is that a hard decision? <laughs> like, let's be real. And then, then, then I was thinking about this. Like, my mind wandered to, like, well, what's the professor going to say? Because obviously you got to play, you got to perform, and then you got to be eligible to be able to do those two things. And so, I don't know, maybe you got some professors who are, who are trying to teach these kids a world lesson saying, look, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm on the take, but I could probably help you out a little <laughs> bit here and there if you push some of that nil money my way. So, well, this is what I've
5: maintained, Brady. I think that if you have kids who want to go to college and you have name, image, and likeness, and there's money involved, why don't you steer them towards? Um, classes that actually help you in business in real estate in in you know investing sports marketing sports management you don't need to take the history of mesopotamia as i did at the university of dayton (laughs) like it doesn't it doesn't it it helps you in trivial pursuit once every five years but these are things that are going to that way we get rid of this hey you're a student athlete you got to take these these courses here why not if you're going to treat them as professionals pay them as professionals, then why don't you have a curriculum that, that would, you know, kind of steer them towards that?
4: I think you'd be you'd be surprised to find most universities are starting to implement things of that nature. They, they really are. You know, I was just at Notre Dame. My foundation has a program that's going on right now up there for veterans. And, and just talking about it, like, they, they're prepared for this. And they're preparing their players for this. You know, one of the things you could hear at the Big Ten media days, and Pat Fitzgerald talked about this, was just, how, you know, the, the schools want to be there to reinforce and help them make the best decision for them with their parents or whoever that support system is. So I, I think the schools are much more cognizant of that um, than, than you might realize. I think, you know, Notre Dame's done a, a good job of bringing back former players who are in different, you know, careers at this kind of, you know, kind of point in time and telling them, kind of helping, with, helping them with that transition. So, that's That's probably more common than I think you realize at this point and mm-hmm. and I do think universities are going to have to start looking at like what <laughs> what you need to start taking in order to get your actual degree and 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 do away with some of the other stuff that's out there and even though I do think it's good for enriching your general knowledge and you know you know understanding how to think to your point, I don't know that all courses are relevant for these these players and 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 what they're being asked to do.
5: I'll leave you with this. Should the uh, NFL COVID protocols result in uh, forfeitures of games and paychecks?
4: Gosh, this is such a – I mean, my issue with this is, is, you know, we've seen in other professional leagues, whether it's the PGA or the NBA, even if you're vaccinated and you test positive, you're still going to miss time. And so the only thing that I think – they're incentivizing players to get vaccinated – not because they're not going to get COVID because they still can. And it's obviously going to reduce your symptoms and and chances of death, et cetera. But, you know, they're not at the risk group anyway. It's really about the fact that if they're all vaccinated, then they can stop testing. And then it's an afterthought, right? Like that's what this is about because the protocols are different for those who are vaccinated versus those who aren't. Mm -hmm. And so if you, if you got everyone vaccinated, we can stop testing or at least not test quite as frequently. And we don't have to worry about whether or not a guy's positive because, he very well might be, but if he's vaccinated, you feel better about your chances of him not spreading it or not having symptoms, and you might not find out until that next test comes, whenever that is. I think it's maybe once a week or, or however often it is now. But th- that's what they're pushing them, I think, to do because the NFL obviously last year pushed through COVID, and they want to keep pushing past it You know, this year. They'd, they'd love for it to be an afterthought, especially if you're going to have full stadiums.
5: Your wife won an Olympic medal in Beijing, I think uh where is the baller yeah. where where is the medal
4: oh god she uh she's actually coming back from Boston soon today i don't know if it's up there with her parents or if she's got like in a closet somewhere like neither of us are the type where we have anything we've ever won like up on display I, and in fact in one po- at one point, I think one of our i think our middle child tegan i think she she's like three years old she got into one of our storage boxes. I was like running around outside with it, and it wasn't until a neighbor told us, "So, like, hey, you might want to, you know, might might want to take this off to make sure she doesn't like damage it or do anything." Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is her silver medal from the 2008 Olympics, and it was. So, I mean, we just—that's just not how you know Alicia. Is. She's very humble, but I'm I'm sure our daughters will dress up in all her uh, all all her medals and awards. Do,
5: do they know what you? Do your
4: kids know what you guys did? No, they have no clue. I mean, I I try to show them, especially because our eldest Sloan is almost five and she's kind of into gymnastics. I try to show her clips of mom, and she's still trying to understand why mom can't do what she did back, what is that now, (laughs) almost 14 years ago. She's she's trying to put that together still, but she doesn't realize, like, she has a lot of questions still and still trying to put it all together, but they have no idea.
5: Uh, great to talk to you, bud. I appreciate your time. I know you had a busy schedule. Thanks for working us in.
4: Any Anytime. Always love being on.
5: That's uh, Brady Quinn, Fox College football analyst and former NFL Notre Dame quarterback. His wife was a gymnast. I remember when I forgot that. And then Brady was like, you, you forgot my wife was a gymnast? And I go, I, 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 I forgot. She's like an Olympian. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgot it. Sorry. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. And uh if you're watching on Peacock, we uh we're going out to the Traeger Grills and uh Man, it's a good meat Friday. It's it's a taco shrimp tacos, grilled chicken tacos, flank steak tacos.
6: Yes, Pauline? You know how much I hate alliteration, Taco Friday. I love it. Yes. Not Tuesday or Wednesday. No, no. Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan
5: Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
7: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
8: I'm Minnie Driver.
0: to start listening.
5: Close up shop as we always do. Send this out to Bobby Bowden and his family. I know Coach isn't doing well, but uh, hopefully he is not in pain, resting in peace. Here's Arcade Fire. We had Coach Bowden on a couple times. Had him in studio once. He'd always give you dad gum. He was was a lot of fun. Uh, Great personality there and certainly a fixture in college football. We'll... uh, Recap the week. Got this day in sports history, final results of the poll question. Get a couple more phone calls. Jeff in Detroit. Hey Jeff.
3: What up though? One time for Chat Row, two times from a back room, bro. Just wanna send uh Seaton a happy birthday from uh Chat Row. Listen, Seaton is always the logical guy on the crew he comes up with an explanation on why things are and he sp- explains them in great detail when things go off the hook i always look to him because usually he says exactly what i'm thinking hmm. uh and and, and and last but not least dan the the quote of the dang week was you yesterday frissy got verbal bouquets from a listener and he says well i'm gonna be out of pocket for a minute you says I'm worried about you being in your pocket.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. Have a great weekend. Thank you. I don't know if it's that funny, but I was being real. It was a real observation there of uh, Fritzl J. Jesse in Los Angeles. Hey, Jess.
7: Hey, guys. Happy meeting uh, Positivity Friday and happy birthday to Seton. Uh, Mark Spears was a great guest, and it's been a tremendous show. But one of my favorite things about you, your show, and the guests you bring on those stories of people like Larry, Be- Larry Bird and Jordan. And one of my favorites is Chris Webber's story about his teammates uh, telling him, "Watch out to- for the baddest man in the arena is about to show up," and it's John Stockton pulling up in his minivan with his kids. <laughs> um, but I have to ask you. So, in lieu, in lieu of that, I've always wondered, to no, know who do you like hearing those stories about more, Jordan or Bird?
5: Uh thank you Jess. Um I don't I don't think I have an answer. I don't because if if you have a great story, it's a great story. It could be about magic, it could be about I mean it could be about anybody. I think that when Jordan when you get a story that really encapsulates who Jordan is as as a, a competitor as a person, that's what people they don't always get that. We, we got to see things, but when you hear things from those who played against him or with him, that's what's fun. Or those who played against Bird. You know, I was never seated close enough to listen to what was going on on the floor when Bird was playing. I was with Jordan, but with Bird, I never heard that. So I never heard the trash talking. I mean, imagine you're playing against the Seattle Supersonics and Xavier McDaniel was a really good athlete. And Larry tells X-Man what he's going to do when he gets the ball and then does it. That, to me, is, is fabulous. You can't go wrong with stories like that. And Chris Webber is always telling a story where he's a Hall of Fame player, but he's telling you a story as if, you know, he's a regular guy. I, you know, when Jordan gets out of his Ferrari and says, which one of you MFers is guarding me tonight? And then they say Calbert Cheney, And then, you know, he, Jordan says something about Calbert Cheney, and put 50 on Calbert. Like, those are just, that's what's fun. Because part of what I try to do every day is let you eavesdrop on conversations. When I have somebody on, you get to listen. And sometimes you're going, wow, I'm listening to a conversation, not just, hey, this is meant to be on the radio. I love to be able to try to get that person to tell stories and forget they're on the radio. And sometimes you get that, and then that's when you get magic there. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu is uh, joining us. Hey, Ryan. Hello, Dan.
4: Hey, Ryan, what's on your mind? I have a bro who has a birthday tomorrow, and I was wondering if you would please wish Seton a happy birthday. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. I know it's not same day, same month, same year as Brett Favre, who has it better than Todd? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody.
3: <laughs> but he does have same day, same month as Barry Bonds. And Seaton and Barry also take performance enhancers.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> with, with different results. Thank you, Ryan. Is this a roast, to Seton? Huge heads, too. I, I, Ooh. Barry didn't used to have a huge head. Man, you've really always you've always had a huge noggin. Yeah, wire to wire. Yeah. <laughs> Nate in Oklahoma's back. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today?
3: Hey Dan, how's it going? Hey man? Nate, uh, happy. Happy birthday, Seton. Um, you know, on OU Texas, maybe I'm old-fashioned and I don't like change, um, but I remember in Nebraska growing up with those great OU games, and I was so sad when they left the Big 12. I, I understand the money perspective that they're going to make a ton more. It's going to be cool to see Alabama and Auburn come to Norman. Um, but the fact, like you said, they're losing out on basically the possibility to play in the playoffs every single year, it just, it's absurd to me. So I don't really understand it.
5: Thank you, Nate. Yeah, I'm still trying to sort all this out. This day in sports history, Paulie.
6: A uh, couple. Lance Armstrong in 2000 won his second Tour de France. France, And in 2000, Tiger Woods became the youngest player to complete the career Grand Slam when he won the British Open. He was 24 years old. Hmm. Dang. Hmm.
0: Final results of the poll question, Todd.
6: If you could win gold in a niche or
0: niche sport, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it, archery, 27%, judo, 19 followed by badminton, at 13.5%. All
5: right, let's go around the room. What we learned on this program, I'm going to start with you, Todd.
0: In honor of Seaton's birthday weekend, we're offering two T-shirts for just 49 bucks. Great deal, and happy birthday to Patrick Seaton O'Connor.
5: Yeah, and take advantage of that. There's a lot of great T-shirts there. and Penny's Bang Biscuits. Um... Uh, we have uh, raised money for uh, some of our partners in the pet industry, and we got gourmet biscuits uh, for the uh, for your dogs, named after our house dog here, Penny. Uh, Seaton, what did you learn today? Things have gotten significantly worse for Packers. Yes, it feels like that with Devontae Adams and the Packers breaking off contract talks. Paulie,
6: what did you learn? Today? SEC, Oklahoma and Texas are going fast. Is that our next T-shirt? Ooh. Hmm. And put the colors, a little burnt orange, a little red. Saucy. see ya. What did I learn?
0: As you so elegantly said early in the show, for the NFL, the COVID protocols are all about green, not red and blue.
5: Uh, What we learned brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. A lot of fun today. Thanks for joining us. Whatever part you played, maybe just listening or watching. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll Do it again on Monday. This is the Dan Patrick show. One more item as we close out this show and send you into the weekend. And if you're working out this weekend, let's say it's a 10 minute walk, a 10 K run, you're going to go lift weights. Maybe you're going to do some aerobics. Maybe you're going to do some Pilates, whatever it is, whatever your workout golf, I got something for you. Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. And you can use it before and after you work out. And your muscles will recover. You're going to feel immediate relief. Carson Palmer is the one who told me about this. Level Select CBD. He spent 15 years in the NFL. Seven surgeries. And he said, I just wanted to you know enjoy retirement with my kids. Level Select products formulated with doctors. They contain high concentrations of CBD. You are offered immediate relief. You'll notice it right away. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com now. Make sure you use the promo code Dan40. That's gonna give you 40% off your entire order. Forty percent. LevelSelectCBD.com promo code Dan40, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota.
1: I'm Saleya Mosent, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In twenty sixteen, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.